Bridge Bank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. Bridge Bank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. From KQED Public Radio in San Francisco, this is Forum. I'm April Domboski, in for Alexis Madrigal. Pain, suffering, worry, me pain again, pain me Bay Area musician Sean Hayes has been singing the blues for three decades, but his deep emotional music has especially resonated these last couple of years. He joins us to talk about the path from pain to joy in his songwriting. But first, we talk with legendary choreographer Alonzo King as he celebrates 40 years with Lines, his contemporary ballet company. We'll talk about finding meaning through movement and creation. Today, the transcendent power of music, dance, and art in times of upheaval. That's next on Forum, right after the news. Welcome to KQED's Forum. I'm April Domboski. It's been 40 years since choreographer Alonzo King founded the celebrated contemporary ballet company Lines in San Francisco. And he's barely stopped moving or creating or pushing himself since. Tonight, the world premiere of Lyon's 40th anniversary ballet, Deep River, opens at Yerba Buena Center for the Arts. Also this year, a global tour, a documentary about Lyon's, and a film choreographed by Alonzo King, starring Misty Copeland. And there's more. Welcome, Alonzo King. Hello. Thank you. Glad to be here. It's so great to have you. So 40 years. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Uh, You know, I listened back to an interview that you did with this show about a decade ago on your 30th anniversary of Lines. And I want to quote some of what you said. You were talking about what inspiration you get from collaborations. And you said you want to multiply your talents. You want to become more generous. You want to expand your heart and expand your mind. And you want to continue going until you leave the planet. So <laughs> 10 years ten years later, are you still feel, feeling that energized? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, when you're fortunate enough to find something that you love and believe in and you're doing it, <clears throat> that doesn't happen on our planet. You know, um, the amount of suffering and want that happens on planet Earth, if people travel to be in a position where you're actually doing what was your dream is incredible. And so it's my way of giving, it's my way of contributing. And why would you want to stop that? 
You know, another quote from that same interview, you said, any kind of comfort or satisfaction is poisonous to any kind of growth. And that makes me think of these last couple of years during the pandemic, a time of social upheaval. It has not been a time of comfort or satisfaction. How has it affected you creatively? I think it's affected everyone in that we've had to really introspect. There's no way you can be in this kind of turmoil and be so um, aware of the fragility of life every day in your face that you don't reconsider how do I want to live life? How do I want to continue to move in the world? And what can I do <clears throat> to help? And usually what we can do to help is where we see error, where we see pain, where we see injustice, we have to first look in ourselves and say, is there any trace of that horror inside of me? And that is the first way that I can help is removing that from myself in my relationships with my family, with my friends, myself, my government, any kind of misdeed, you don't wanna contribute to what is um, poisoning the world, you can do your best by saying, I have to extract that from my thoughts, from my behavior, so that I'm not contributing to what I find ill will. Do you, do you think music and dance is speaking to people in a different way during this time? <clears throat> I think it's speaking to them in a deeper way because in our day-to-day regular language, there is the usual contribution that we have that we understand because of our education. And what I mean by that is there's a squareness to the way that we communicate, a squareness to the way that we take in things. And dance and music, which are the same thing, because you have to be a musician to, if you're a dancer, if you're a, a good dancer, you're a musician and a musician is a dancer. They work together. In primordial cultures, you stand up and you dance, you sit down and you play your instrument. You know, it's, it's understood as the same because it is soul language. It is language that penetrates the heart, regardless of the kind of mood that you're in, it can alter your mood. And so during difficult times, it is the way to transcend what we would call everyday life. Hmm. Your new your new ballet is Deep River. What what is it about? You know, it was really difficult to not. Um, I think one of the deep deep things again about the pandemic is that we had this pause to introspect, but also to come out of our worldly busyness and observe. And when we saw George Floyd, when we saw <clears throat> the way that we treat each other globally, when we had to look, when we had time to look at different spots on the planet that are in a global fire, I think it made people pause and say, what are we doing? And what do I want to do with my life? And so Deep River is, well, let me say it this way. <clears throat> All of us human beings have something in common. And that is that 
we want to eradicate suffering. We want to avoid suffering at all costs. And we want some kind of joy that never goes stale. That's it. Right. That's it. And so in our collective, you know, our evolution from me, the selfish me, to we, and then to oneness, where we feel a connection with everything, there's a desire to say, how can I help? And I think with Deep River, you know, the Black spiritual, it's about how to cross over. You know, how do I leave the place of suffering into a place of bliss? Are you experimenting with movement in different ways to explore or express that idea? Yeah, I think that, you know, the music is a movement is a language and you always want to try, just like in our language, the, the, to increase vocabulary, you know, new words come in, um, different ways of using the language that exists. But I think, yeah, there's an obsession with how can I play with this instrument called the body? Where can I, how many designs can I get out of it? How can I make it um, simple and how can I make it complex? So yeah, it's a playing field. So tell us about the film you're working on. Have you, have you made a film before? Oh yes, when we first started with the pandemic, our, my artistic, artistic director, creative director, and ED, Robert Rosenwasser, immediately started making films. And then we were supported by the Mellon Foundation. They reached out to us and said, you know, artists should be making art. And that is our aim is to get you back into studios. And so we went into bubbles. We worked outside a lot. We worked in, um, in the desert in Arizona. So places where we could isolate and we began to continue to make art. And Robert made a series of films that received a lot of acclaim and attention um, in a five point series. And that was something that we're not gonna go away from. And Dre Cooper, who's an (laughs) award-winning filmmaker, it's a boon that we found him, he's brilliant. And he's done some beautiful, beautiful work. I watched one of those videos. Um, I think it was maybe one of the first in the series. And it's a woman standing in the middle of the forest. And she just very, very slowly, you know, starts to draw her leg up the side of her body. Yes. You know, until it's just, you know, perpendicular in the sky. Like her leg itself was a, a tree or branch that came out of the ground. It was beautiful. Yes. Thank you. That was Aji Sissoko. And that, and you're right, that was one of the films that Robert created. Um, you teach very popular classes at Lines. Are, are people coming back? What, what are you seeing as the need in this time for, for people to engage within their bodies? I think the, there is a hunger to come back. And so people are coming back, but there's also trepidation. People are nervous. The, you know, confusing messages, um, thinking of the, a surge returning. People are still very cautious, but there is a slow wave of return. It's not what it was before. Um, 
you know, and there's the talk of a possible another surge towards the end of the year. So people are very cautious. Yeah, a lot of a lot of back and forth, a lot of trying to figure out which way we're yeah. going to go. Um, yeah. 40 years ago, if you were to see your company lines now and the mm-hmm. work that you're doing, what would you be what would you be surprised by? I think the um, for me, <clears throat> I don't think it's a surprise, but it's the fervor the consistency, the commitment, the um, the the depth in the marriage. Um, when you give yourself to something, you know you're going to get both bitter and sweet. <clears throat> and there's so much to learn once you've committed yourself. The when you put your hand in another person's hand and say, "I do." whether that's your art, your friend, <clears throat> whatever it is, there's going to be transformation. And so when I see people who've committed themselves and I see them their lives transforming and the depth of their art um, expanding, it's incredibly inspirational to be around that, you know, to see, to see someone for, at one level in a certain part of their life expand into another level that is like a wonder it's a miracle because people don't really so many people don't want change or it's hard to change and it's it's as yogananda says it's easy to become a psychological antique (laughs) and so if you've been if you've been working and committing yourself to something your life transforms it's inevitable And thank you so much for the art that you provide so we can transform ourselves. Thank you so much for joining us today, Alonzo. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. We've been talking with choreographer Alonzo King, celebrating the 40th anniversary of his company, Lines. And we're going to head into a break, um, and we're going to listen to a little bit of music from his ballet, Deep River. Into Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Bay Area singer-songwriter Sean Hayes has been singing the blues for the last 30 years. 
on his latest album, Be Like Water. His songs take us on a healing journey, from suffering to acceptance, from letting pain fester to letting it go. All the books said it said, be like water, said, be like water, be like water, come on. Yeah. The book said it said, be like water, said, be like water, be like water, come on. Hayes has been playing cafes, clubs, and bars in San Francisco throughout his musical career. He describes his songs as ones that you can dance to or cry to, or maybe both at the same time. And I can confirm this from personal experience. I find his music deeply moving. And I am so excited that Sean Hayes is with us in the studio today with his guitar to talk about his music. Sean, welcome to Forum. Thank you for having me. What a pleasure. So that title song that we just heard is from your new album, Be Like Water. What does that phrase mean to you? What did it mean to you when you wrote the song? And what does it mean to you now? When I wrote the song, well, the, when I, the phrase has been around for, for me as a, as a little potential song, as a seed for a song for, I think, over 15 years. And I, some friends and I, years ago, were messing around with the I Ching, and I got uh, a divination that said, you know, be like water, the path of least resistance, I think was what it was trying to say. Just follow the path of, of least resistance. And then that line st- stuck around for many years, and it never made it into a song until until I merged it with James Brown. And then, <laughs> get up, get up to get down. And then the song, uh, somehow the second part of the song, and, and, and also the get up and the get down with water constantly, because it's constantly doing the, doing the dance, the circle dance. So uh, finally the song came out after all these years. Um, and so it's just one of those little mantras to uh, remind you to to flow. <laughs> Can you play that? We didn't hear it in the. Oh, the get up, get the, down. Yeah, we didn't hear um, it in the. Get up, here. get up to get down. Got to get up, get down. Get up, get up to get down. Got to get up to get down. Get up, get up to get down. Get up to get down, down, down. Get up, get up to get down. Get up to get down. All oh, the book said. I can hear the um, the James Brown in there. Yeah, well, you've got uh, uh, well, get up, no bottom, but get up, no, stay on the scene, <laughs> like a lover machine or a sex machine. Woo, get up! So I I used to sing that for years too. Some, so somehow the influence made it into the came the, together. The water, yeah. I know you look to a lot of blues singers for for inspiration. Um, how 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 does that genre influence you? Well, blues and also kind of old time, uh, old time music. Uh, I love really old, like uh, raw. There's a raw, like I love kind of front porch music. Just uh, somebody with a guitar that can play it anywhere. There's a lot of great old songs from the 20s and 30s and um, raw gospel music, and then also raw old time music, which is you know fiddle players and banjo and uh, things that are just very intimate in that way. They've just always attracted my ear and, and my sense of maybe authenticity or something like that. But then I also love big pop songs, too, so I'm all over the place. When, you know, when we were talking to Alonzo King, um, that quote, uh, you know, any kind of comfort or satisfaction is poisonous to any kind of growth. Do you identify with that creatively? Uh, well... Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's true true of of cre of being creative. You know, when you're when you're when you're working and you're pushed to that moment where all of a sudden 
there's something, a tragedy or something so intense in your life is going on, it tends to want to come out, and that's where where the work will uh, will come out sometimes. So uh, it almost can be almost easier to write from a point of that. It's I'd say it's almost harder to write about uh, joy sometimes and pleasure, and then a lot of times when you're you're having fun and or you have your family around, it's hard to find time to write. But moments of uh, kind of tragedy, you tend to find yourself alone a little bit, <laughs> at least as a songwriter. <laughs> That's why we have so many heartbroken songs. <laughs> um, but I find so many of your songs do end on that note of joy. Do you, do you arrive there by, you know, traveling through the difficult parts? I think uh, I, I probably have an optimistic uh outlook at the end of the day the, the last you know when and uh, when I'm writing and uh, and I hope to hope to uplift I, I, I think uh, that that would be my my um, my my base you're making me think of Otis Redding though because his songs are the saddest songs in the world but they also sound so joyful and it was, that was one of his be- best gifts is he, he even had a song what a sad sad song and it always just sounds like he's having the best time in the world <laughs> Yes, that um, that discord. Yeah. Um, Be Like Water is your ninth album? Mm, I wouldn't even know, probably. <laughs> <laughs> You've been at this a long time. I'm curious how you relate to your earlier songs. Do you see them as, you know, from a pastime that you don't need to visit anymore? Or are there some songs that keep resurfacing for you? Yeah, there's some songs that stick around, and there's some songs that go away for a while, and then they'll pop back up and and kind of make the make their way back into the rotation. And they're always, I think, if it's a song you're going to keep singing, it's going to grow with you, and and the the meaning's going to kind of change with you, or be malleable enough to to be uh, in a new situation and um, and resonate in different ways. And then, of course, there's kind of crowd pleaser songs that people will will always ask for. But sometimes you do have to go back and dig, and I'll be surprised every once in a while. Like, oh, that song I totally forgot about. I need to go re-explore that, and and then re re-record them, which I've been doing a little bit too, which is an interesting new thing to do. We're talking today with Bay Area singer-songwriter Sean Hayes. He's brought his guitar with him into the studio. We're talking about the role of art in our lives at a time when things keep changing. And we want to hear from you. What are your questions for Sean Hayes? Or how has music, as a listener or a creator, helped you live more fully, more deeply? What have you looked to music for in your life right now? Give us a call at 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. You can also get in touch on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum. Or email your questions to forum at kqed.org. So, Sean, one of those songs that has been coming back for you that I think you just re-recorded is um, an early one called A Thousand Tiny Pieces. It's been covered by other bands. Will you play it for us? Oh, I'd love to play it. Yes, I will. Let's see. Mm. We'll just play this one out until it explodes into a thousand tiny pieces. What's your story, universe? You a melody and numbers. You are shapes and you are rhythms. There are signs that we can learn to place over the heavens. Predict how long they'll burn Tell me how long will it last Can I turn up the heat What star am I circling What's circling me 
now my ebb and my flow My lack of control Turning on, turning on Saying yes, but plain no one out until it explodes into a thousand tiny pieces what's your story universe you are melody and numbers you are shapes and you are rhythms there are signs that we can learn to place over the heavens to predict how long they'll burn tell me how long will it last and can I turn up the What star am I circling? What's circling me now? My ebb and my flow, my lack of control, turning on, turning off, saying yes but playing no. Thank you so much. I feel like those words have so much resonance in this moment. Things keep changing saying yes, but playing no, <laughs> you know, what do I want right now? Which way do I turn? Where did that concept come from for you? Oh, so that song is, is yeah, it's been around for many years. I can still remember living in an apartment in Upper Haight and, um, and my friend living across the street, and she was dating this other guy, and the opening line is, we'll just play this one out to explode. It was thinking about those two guys because they were so dynamic. And I was like, is this going to make it? They did make it. They've been around for a while. Um, and one of them was an astrophysicist and one was a was a, a music maker. And so you are melody and numbers. So it started there, but then it quickly goes into my emotional state. I think that's how I really write is I'll start with something right in front of me, a reality, and then I'll go inside my emotional states of being. And, and then it, I think it goes into just that feeling we all have sometimes of, yeah, who's in control? There's this great giant universe there's the the pushes and the pulls of life and and things we are so obviously not in control of and then the little decisions we're making and then yeah it ends with uh saying yes but playing no which is a real simple idea of of when you say yes to something um but you also say no you can't say yes without saying no to something else so let's say somebody calls you up to say hey you want to come to this party and you're like well no i want to I want to uh, stay home and work on my music. And then, so you said yes to music, but then you stay home the whole time wondering what's going on at the party and you're kind of like, should I have should I have gone to the party? Or, oh, and you can't you can't do the yes because you won't let go of the no or vice versa. So it's a kind of ends there. You're, you're, you're neither here nor there. Yeah, so looking out for that uh, never-ending problem. Do you, Why do you think that song in particular keeps coming back to you? Um, well, it... it I enjoy singing it a lot. It it it's very uh, again mantra-like in a way, and it, it just kind of flows out, and it's easy. And then it, and it definitely resonates with other people. It's one of those songs you'll get asked to play um, uh, o- over the years. It'll be some people's favorite songs, so you'll keep coming back to it. And then when I was in the studio doing 
be like water. I had an opportunity to, with these great players and in a great studio. And when I originally recorded that, it was just on a little cassette board track somewhere somewhere around San Francisco. So I was like, oh, I need to re-record this song. So I just re-recorded it while doing the Be Like Water sessions because it's so hard to get in a studio for me. And, um, and we just put that out about a month ago. And we also did the Atmos mix, which I've never done before. That's the first time we've done that. So it's got a little surround sound vibe too. Um, there's a little more cinematic version with the band. I feel like one of your one of your new songs on the latest album um, also kind of touches on this idea of being in the present. Um, mm. It's called uh, Tomorrow Tonight. Um, and it also has some like concrete themes to it as well. Uh, buying the trials of buying a house in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How did you express that? <laughs> yeah, I would say it was almost the anxieties of needing to buy. It was so it, it was uh, this song came about from uh, moving up to Petaluma uh, about ten years ago, thirteen years ago, with a child, and then having another child, and still renting in Petaluma, and then having to move because somebody was selling the house, and then oh, we got to move again, and you know that's uh, that's a reality for people in San Francisco in the twenty years I was here, and then when you have kids, it really heightens the the anxiety about, my God, we have to move again. So then figuring out how to buy a house in the Bay Area was, uh, I didn't think it was possible, but I give all the credit to my wife. She was very tenacious about it. So the song came out of more just the anxiety of, of, of having to move and how are we going to do this? And then remember, okay, just don't worry about it right now. <laughs> Be present. So I'll, I'll sing a little bit of it. We'll see if it comes out. Waiting on that hot air balloon To take us all to the land of fools Boat wearing is full of cracks Waterfalls reeling, coming on fast We'll have to bake, steal and borrow Let's forget about tomorrow So you hear that, uh, let's forget about tomorrow, tonight, which is, you know, just relax, Sean, it's going to be okay, be here with your family, and uh, we're, we're going to be all right, and we, we are, and we have been, but yeah. you know, you can get ahead of yourself, <laughs> so I put it into songs. Um, we have a caller who would like um, to share a comment or ask a question, John. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I want to thank the songwriter for reminding me I'm a writer. And when I am, the most productive in my writing is when I am in a state of angst all the time. I'm frustrated and this stuff just pours out of me. And I was reminded of Pink Floyd's song, Comfortably Numb. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he's he's aware of that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so thank you for reminding me of that. So that'll put me to work to, this morning. Yeah, I, th- I think the important thing is like you work no matter what. You, you show up and you, you work on. And so if, if, if there is a heightened moment where, where you need to put something down, you've put in a lot of work beforehand, too, so that it'll, it'll flow out. You're not just waiting around for the most intense moments. So you're kind of prepared for it. So every day you kind of show up and work. <laughs> Is frustration something that you find creative space in? 
frustration. I don't know if I find as much uh, as what I think of as frustration. It's more of, uh, I mean, working my way through the frustration, working my way through the anxiety. I would think of it more as anxiety. Frustration, I think of more as like, oh, my God, I cannot figure out enough time to work. Um, oh, my gosh, the life is always throwing little curveballs. I, I thought I was going to to work on music today, but my child has to come home from school early. And <laughs> that's more of frustration to me. <laughs> Maybe it'll be in a song soon enough, I suppose. We're talking with Bay Area singer-songwriter Sean Hayes. He's playing with us live in the studio. We're also pulling some clips from some of his albums. We're talking about the role of art in our lives at a time when things keep changing. And we want to hear from you. What are your questions for Sean Hayes? How has music helped you live more fully, more deeply, either as a listener or a creator? Give us a call now at 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. You can also get in touch on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum. Or email your questions to forum at kqed.org. So we're going to play one of your older songs into the break. It's called All Things. We'll be right back. pushing and pulling. All things are spinning, pushing and pulling. All things are spinning, pushing and pulling. All things are spinning, pushing and pulling, moving. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. 
Welcome back to Forum. I'm April Domboski in for Alexis Madrigal. I'm talking today with Bay Area singer-songwriter Sean Hayes. He's playing with us live in the studio. And right before the break, we heard one of his older recordings, a song called All Things. What was that like for you to hear that one? Is that one that kind of tends to stay in the recesses? That one is, yeah, I've been hiding out for a long time. I haven't heard that recording in forever, and I haven't played that song forever either. But it, it was very cool to hear. It really brought me back to a different time period. It made me remember Dolores Park, where I think that song was probably written or definitely inspired. Um, springtime in Dolores Park, which I guess was the same, same time period we're on today. Also made me my friend Etienne de Rocher, who I recorded that song with in his little garage in Berkeley, California, so many years ago. <laughs> Sweet. Um, one of the themes that I hear a lot in your songs is um, one of friendship and how often we rely on other people in our lives to bring us out of spaces of heartbreak or difficulty. Um, and one of your earlier songs that I think really captures this is Angel. Will you play that one? I will. Let me give that a shot. This is more a little acapella. Um, are you an angel with eyes the color of the greenest blue? Could be an angel. The smallest hope in the darkest mood. Sweet, sweet angel. A pen of light in the darkest night. Angel. Who are you? I was out walking in despair, gnashing my teeth and pulling my hair. Sky was closing in. Too many days on adrenaline, looking for some way out. Loneliest ghost in a sea of doubt, right when you know you're gonna drown. A hand reaches in. Are you an angel? With eyes the color of the greenest blue could be an angel. Smallest hope in the darkest mood, sweet, sweet angel. A pen of light in the darkest night, angel. Who are you? Maybe you can add to your website that your music is something you can cry to and make radio too at the same time <laughs> who was your angel my angel was a, a an old friend who i, I had met a couple times but uh this woman claire mack and she had a little store down on guerrero i think and and i wandered in there and and i was in the midst of some pretty a uh, pretty strong heartbreak <laughs> pretty just wandering aimlessly in pain and uh walked in and we didn't really know each other I was, and she was like how you doing and i was like in hell, I'm not doing good. And I was very honest about it. She was like, you know, she just gave me that hug and just heard me and we became good friends really quickly and then really taught me to be open with with that feeling too at that particular moment in my life. I think that's the best thing. Sometimes people will close down. If you need to do that, I understand that too. But I think it's important to just be honest with that feeling. And so, I mean, and because uh, I, I was at that moment and, and that person was there for me. So... Uh, and then that song just came out, probably wandering out, and then just round in my head. You've. Um, I'm going to read a comment from one of our listeners. Jerry asks, you've recently toured with the Wood Brothers and played at the historic Ryman in Nashville. On that two-week tour, you played with Santa Rosa guitarist John Courage. How was that without your normal band? Did your music evolve or change mm. with that duet? 
It um it it was a blast. First of all, just playing with the Wood Brothers and meeting those guys. They're really really great, and we played all these great old theaters. And yeah, I've been playing mostly with the band, but I also at my core um as I'm just a guy with a guitar, and I've done that for so many years that I'm very malleable. I can have a ten piece band or 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 just the two of us or three of us. So having John come out was fantastic. John Courage is a guitar player up in Santa Rosa in the Bay Area. And uh, so it was just the two of us. And yeah, the music really changed from night to night uh, as we as we figured each other out. And he's got this incredible bass voice. So uh, learning to sing with his voice when it comes in, it's, it's present. And uh, so it was a blast. We did probably nine or ten nights. And I, I feel like we need to we need to capture that duo quality sometime too. Another listener has a question. Viola wants to know, do you consider yourself a poet first or a musician first? Uh, yeah, well, that, uh, you know, uh, maybe an actor. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, that is it's a great question. I, 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 uh, I love words, uh, but I've, I've, I've never, uh, I'm not very academic. I've not gone to school. And I remember that I tried to take a poetry class the one year I went to college, and uh, it wasn't offered to freshmen. <laughs> and then I dropped out. So that was it for me. So I, I feel like I have a very poetic spirit. Um, I don't know if I'd call myself a poet, I, 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 a folk poet. I would call me, you know, like a folk artist, just not a very trained and the words are first, and I'm I'm not much of a musician either. In some ways, I've really learned over the years how to play, but I really come at it from a very um, uh, unacademic place, very emotional place, uh, and very simple place. So, but if the words aren't there, then it's not really going anywhere. There's there's nothing else to it. The words are driving the whole thing. But the it's, they're very they're very connected. The music and the words. I don't know if they survive on the page by themselves. Maybe. Um, we have a couple calls. Um, let's go to one of them. Um, Dawn in San Francisco. Hi. Hello. Hi there. I really, I'm loving your interview. It sounds like you get a lot of inspiration for your music from loving and, and beautiful places and COVID I'm, I'm sure brought out a lot of that internal retrospect and kids, how they bring energy into that too. I have a comment after the question also. So have you found your style of music change with children in your life? Do you open yourself up to more genres? Um, I've, I've found just life to change so much and your ability to um, to be selfish at all <laughs> and work and things like that. They make it in to the songs. They're, they're, the spirit of them and, and the, the adventure of it makes it in, in there. Genre-wise, I've never really... Um, I've never focused on genre too much. It just kind of, uh, just kind of let the songs come out as as they want to. I've never really thought like, oh, I'm going to write a a blues song or a folk song or a country song. Um, I just kind of let the the clothing be whatever it's going to be. Don, did you have a comment oh, as well? Beautiful. I did. I've, I we are opening a supper club in San Francisco, and I feel like the need when I was younger in the '80s. You could walk through San Francisco and the doors would be open all over North Beach with this amazing music just coming out of every club. And I feel like post-COVID, that need for music is happening again, and I'm really excited to have a stage where that can happen. And I'm going to reach out to you, Sean. It's called Lion and Swan, and I'm going to reach out to you and see if you're open to maybe performing for a small group of people. We only have 60 seats, so it's just a small stage. And 60 seats of people having dinner and enjoying music. So love I'll it. Reach out. Yeah. Lo- love it. Definitely reach out. Thanks so much for the call, Don. We are going to go to another caller, Anya in Arinda. Hi there. Hi. Hello. 
Hi, Sean Hayes. I just was calling to thank you. Uh, you've been the soundtrack to my life for so many years. I Yeah, you would recognize my face because I've been front row at so many of your shows. <laughs> Some of the best experiences of my life at the Independent, uh, in Bend, Oregon, in Novato, in Petaluma. <laughs> just um, anytime you're anywhere that I can make it to, I go to your shows, and your music has meant so much to me and my people. Oh, thank you so much. It's fantastic. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Anya. Um, we have a comment from uh, Madeline. She writes in, thank you for sharing your music and thoughts with us this morning. And I want to ask you specifically as a songwriter myself, do you have a particular discipline for the way that you write songs? In other words, do you try to sit down every day to work on your songwriting or do you catch the moments when you can? Uh, it's 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 always kind of changing. Uh I tend to just pick up the guitar a lot when I can, and I try. I try to be. I think being as bored as you can <laughs> helps me write a lot. Um, not having a lot in front of me. If I have to go pick somebody up at four or five, my brain doesn't open up as much. Um, but I just kind of consistently go towards it as much as I can, and I've been doing it for thirty years. So that question is hard to answer in terms of it's it's changed a lot. It changes so much when with each house you move into, even um, in the space you have and the tools. Um, but I feel like you can always do it, and I, I'll make excuses like I just did about why I can't. But you, you can always be writing. You can always be throwing something in the in the phone or in the dictaphone or something. You know, uh, I, so I think it's just being aware all the time, kind of writing all the time. Uh, and you know, I I will write a little bit and then get out and walk and have the song in my head, and I feel like it changes. It, it really changes over as you're walking and, and, and singing it over and over again. And last part of it is definitely looking around you and writing from wherever you are. Just try to describe it, and then, and then it will it'll bring you somewhere inside yourself, too. I think that's an interesting technique. That's something you did with Invisible Weight. Yes. Uh, just like kind of looking... Yeah, looking yes. around you. Yes, uh, yeah, I, I describe. Um, there's uh, there's pomegranates and tangerines. There's crows outside my window, and then I go back into the emotional state. Um, it's a it's a technique I'll use as I'm writing, and then I'm get stuck, and I'll just stop and look look exactly where I am. Like right now, if I try to describe where I am, it's almost like there's a spider coming out of the table with all of these uh, microphones on it. Um, you know, so there's there's something interesting about trying to describe where you are, and it'll reveal. Uh, you know, the coffee cup in front of me and the capo and the, the old beat up hat. And, you know, there's just there's things right in front of you to write about. And then there's always something going on inside you as well. What was the verse that came out of the pomegranates on the table? Oh, I, that's always hard for me. to um, uh, Looking out, it crows in the rain, dropping seeds from the wire. Chasing away, birds break. Diving at each other as they cut through the sky Call it out, get it out, call it out Pomegranate, tangerine, honey bear, wildflower Kitchen window on a quiet street Watching the day go, the day go by Call it out, get it out, call it out I can see you now, I can hear it straight, I can feel this now, it feels good, it feels good to be rid of this way, 
I can see you now I can hear it straight I can feel this now It feels good, it feels good To be rid of this, rid of this way Thank you. We are talking with singer and songwriter Sean Hayes about his creative process, and we're seeing it play out in front of us. Do you have a question for Sean, or how has music helped you through these times of uncertainty and change? Give us a call at 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. You can also get in touch on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum. Or email your questions to forum at kqed.org. We do have another caller, Mark. He's on the line from San Bruno. Hi, Mark. Hi there. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, that last song reminded me of another great singer-songwriter, Joni Mitchell's song, Chelsea Morning, looking out and describing what she sees. I was calling to, uh, to tie in with uh, a couple callers ago who talked about your ability to connect with children or how children has, has changed uh, the way you sing and what you sing about I first saw you when you filled in for Enzo at breakfast with Enzo at a coffee house in Bernal Heights. And our kids were just babies at that time. And you had such an incredible way with them. Your music was beautiful. And um, you have a, a unique voice, both the singing voice and what you sing about melancholy and hopefulness. So thank you. Uh, just, that's really just a thank you. Oh, thank and I you. love Rattlesnake Charm, which I heard on a on the station in L.A. too. Yeah, which was like that's Sean Hayes. <laughs> thank you. Spotted in the wild. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. I remember that breakfast with Enzo. That was a, a, a great little. Uh, it started out as it was supposed to be a breakfast with Enzo for people who've adults who've stayed up too late and then uh, could come in at seven o'clock in the morning and, and listen to somebody play play some music at a coffee shop and then it eventually turned into breakfast with Enzo and the kids <laughs> um, we have time for just a, a I would love for you to play uh, just a little bit of your song gold tooth oh, uh, I can try that. yeah tell us what that one's about gold tooth well that's a good example of, uh, of a song where um, you know it sounds more mysterious and darker than it is uh, but it really it was just an experience of, of, a, of kind of a bad experience with a dentist um, but if I didn't tell you that you might think I had deeper and darker problems <laughs> now I've got one <laughs> mm. I used to have two she had a needle in a gun she stole my gold tooth <laughs> Now I've got one I used to have two She had a needle and a gun She stole my gold tooth She stole my gold tooth Money, money, money a poor boy to do hmm. and it goes on from there <laughs> I was supposed to keep both my gold teeth and somehow I walked out with just one I'll leave it there <laughs> beautiful um 
Sean, it has been such a joy to have you here today. And um, I'd love to end on a note of joy, a song that I take away from it, a sense of joy. Um, it's actually the lead track on your new album called Shine. Um, but before you play it, will you tell us briefly about what it is? Yeah. What so it's about? Shine is a, a get a get well song, get well card song. A, a buddy of mine, Charlie Crockett, who is a, a country musician, soul singer, who actually opened for me about five years ago, um, uh, and I, he was just emerging, and now he's just exploded. Now I, I, I'd be lucky to open for him. He's just out there playing all over the place. But in the middle of his explosion, just touring like crazy, he's not left the road, he started to feel a little a little uh, not well, and he just thought it was touring life, but it turned out he had uh, something going on with his heart, so he had to have heart surgery right in the middle of his rise, and everything's going great, and he, he luckily was fine, and everything everything worked out, but uh, it was a little scary moment, so uh, I remember kind of talking to him on the phone about that, and then coming home and having this song coming out, and so it was just a little, a little get well song for Charlie. <laughs> uh, let's see. I hope, Charlie, you obliterate the big lights. We'll turn them on, man, fire up a million nights. Keep them turning till these kids got more kids. Keep them burning till our kids, kids got kids. Oh, man, you've been giving all you got to give. Watch you rise and got that charm, you've been doing it. Humble on the street, singing for a dime. Been there, just tell us how you like, we'll make you feel right. We'll turn tumble on that upstroke and downbeat. Follow the rhythm till we're all one frequency. Open up, sing a song, tell us how you be. Every voice got a space, now let it ring. Tell me how you keep believing. Is it just a feeling? How you keep dreaming, meaning, about to knock down that ceiling, singing to an empty night. No trouble when you got that light. Our guest is Sean Hayes. He is playing the music you are hearing right now. You can buy his latest album and find out about upcoming shows at seanhayesmusic.com. The 9 a.m. Hour of Forum is produced by Ariana Prale, Blanca Torres, Grace Wan, and Cesar Saldana. Caroline Smith is our engagement producer. Judy Campbell is lead producer. And Susan Davis is the senior producer. Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Katie McMurrin, Brendan Willard, and Chris Hoff. Our interns are Jennifer Ng, Paul C. Kelly Campos. And our executive editor is Ethan Tovin Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. You've been listening to Forum. I'm April Domboski in for Alexis Madrigal. Stay tuned for another hour of Forum with Mina Kim. Funds for the production of Forum are provided by the members of KQED Public Radio, the Germanicos Foundation, the Generosity Foundation, and the Heising Simons Foundation. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. 
Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. All over the country, we need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now.